The left continues to try and cancel Joe Rogan, but really, they're coming after you. The Biden administration hands out crack pipes to minority communities. Yes, you heard that right. Did you see that? Chinese Americans, a Chinese American renounces her American citizenship. And also, taking it to the tweets, I was asked, what advice would I give to somebody starting out in politics? This is on my mind, and I'm Ray Perez. Come back to me. Hey, welcome, welcome. Thanks so much for tuning in. This is On My Mind. I'm Ray Perez. I appreciate you guys tuning in and welcoming me into your living rooms. Hey, we have quite a bit to get into today. If you guys have heard and trending on the news, the, the left is going after Joe Rogan after he has some controversial guests on, but it's more than what you think. They're not going after Joe Rogan. They're coming after you. Joe Rogan the other day, Joe Rogan had on, he's had on actually a couple of doctors, one doctor that he has had, Dr. Robert Malone, he had in the first week of January, Dr. Malone, who is known for being the father or one of the main people who worked on the mRNA vaccines, the mRNA that goes in the COVID-19 vaccines. He's one of the main guys that he had on his podcast but Dr. Malone has also been critical of the vaccine, and that's a no-can-do. He should not be doing that. And the left has had an issue with that. Joe Rogan, who has a podcast that has been getting over 10 million views, has been accused of spreading misinformation. But it's not just about the vaccines. It's about subjects that Joe Rogan has discussed on his podcast that, that they don't really, when I mean they, that means that the left, that doesn't want you to disagree with them. He's talked about some subjects that have been controversial, that have hit the mainstream, topics that Joe Rogan has discussed, and some that he has actually laid his his own opinion on, such as women can be men, men can't women can't be men, men can't be women, and you shouldn't be obese. You shouldn't be fat. It's not healthy for you. He said a couple of things like that. And he's also he's had a variety of people on his show from from Republican commentator Ben Shapiro. He's had Jordan Peterson, which was a big no-no. He's also had Tulsi Gabbard, Andrew Yang, and Bernie Sanders on the show. But the left doesn't like that. And that's actually been angering them for quite some time. And they've been trying to find a way. They've been trying to find a way to cancel him. And it's like they found that vacuum. But that vacuum isn't indicative of we need to cancel Joe. It's indicative of Joe is actually a microcosm in a big way of you. Because if you start asking questions, start having conversations, and start actually asking questions of what is being told to us, then their prerogative, their message starts being questioned, and they can't be having that. The question, though, is what misinformation is Joe actually giving out there? And the question that has to be asked is, what is misinformation? As you've heard a term, disinformation. Disinformation is actually policeable, definable activity. Misinformation is information that you, you, you don't like. Maybe you just don't like it right now. Maybe, and we're going to actually get into this in just a second. I'm going to play a clip from CNN. If you were to say, I don't think cloth masks work. I don't think that I should, it's necessary for me to get the vaccine because I can still transmit it. 
at one point, that was considered misinformation. It's misinformation that doesn't go with this ideologue that you need to listen to us because we, the government, we, the leftists, if you're liberal and you're in charge of government at the government, the at the governor, at the president, as a mayor, you need to listen to us because we know what's best for you because that's misinformation and they don't like that. Disinformation can mean you're manipulating information. It's disinformation. I was or earlier today. I was I was listening to a Michael to the Michael Knowles show, Michael Knowles show. He's on the Daily Wire, and he was saying that there was a TikTok video that was going out where there was a transgender man or a, tran a transgender woman, meaning he was born a male and he now identifies as a female. And the TikTok was of this biological male who's now a female saying that if you're a straight male and you won't date a trans female. You're a transphobe. And he, he made the point that if you had told me that this video came straight out of a Chinese lab and their intention was to splinter the American culture and make it divisive and they were going to take that video and drop it in second or third grade classrooms to where you were to get the populace angry at each other and bickering, he would say, yeah, that sounds like a disinformation campaign. That would sound like you're trying to promulgate the idea that if you're a female, you can be a male, or you're a male, you can be a female. Those are just overtly not true. You can be a female and attempt to live as a male. That, that's a different argument. All right, that's disinfor. Like, you were to say, hey, you can live as a, if you're a female, you, you are and you can become a male. That's disinformation. But misinformation, as you can see that they're, they're, they're playing with these words now, misinformation is, you don't really agree with that. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure if, you know, I, I can be pro-vaccine like, like myself. I'm speaking for myself. I believe the vaccines work. I do. I do believe that the COVID vaccines have played a big part in preventing deaths, preventing hospitalizations. But I also do believe that it can also cause myocarditis. Forgive me if I'm not saying it correctly. Well, at one point, that would have been considered misinformation. And that misinformation, had I put that out there like Joe Rogan and I had millions of followers, the left or these tech companies wouldn't have liked that. They would have said, we are going to dock you because you're putting out misinformation and you're going to kill grandma. Well, that's the problem with misinformation. Misinformation is you only like it if it's what's up your alley. And it, and it actually goes more to, I, I want to say, more so to you. Like, let's say, like, I'm an overt conservative. I'm a Republican. But let's say there's people out there that they're not conservative. They're not Democrat. They just, they like to see every issue by issue, right? Well, they being left and the tech companies, they don't want you asking questions and thinking outside their arena of thought. I'll give you an example, okay? When I mean that they're not just coming out of, they're not coming after Joe Rogan, they're coming after you. The other day I had a conversation on Instagram and I'm actually going to show you guys. The other day I had a, a message on Instagram and the conversation went a little something like this, okay? This is Guam PDN, which is the newspaper on the island of Guam. 
And their announcement was Kylie Titanel for Congress, and she's running a progressive campaign. And my response to her was, as a Mexican Chamorro, my family being from Guam, working in politics in California, take a look around progressive California and see if you think we need more progressivism as I continue. With high taxes, highest poverty rate, housing crisis because of progressive regulations, all of that, right? I'm just a small guy. I have about three to 400 followers, and I'm speaking out against progressivism and against a specific candidate. Well, if you look through it, I'm not going to read every single comment on here, but it was about 21 comments back and forth with another individual, as you guys can see, right? There's this guy, he's defending her, but not only is he defending her, he's actually, he, he obviously disagrees with me, right? He's asking intellectual, he's asking questions for the purpose of being intellectual and he's being honest, right? Like you, right? This is a smaller version of what Joe Rogan does on his podcast. This is what Joe Rogan is doing. And in my responses to this individual, and you can go on Guampedian if you'd like, you can go look on Instagram. I cite sources. I tell them where to go. And I tell them why I believe the way that I do. And in the back and forth, he went and he looked it up himself. And he said, look, I see where you're coming from, where he's coming back more to the middle. And me, in that conversation, I, I still stayed to my principles, but he was asking me questions and challenging me. That's how the American uh, court of conversation should be. But them silencing Joe Rogan, they don't want us to have these conversations. Because the more that you ask questions, the more that you challenge their thought, the more that they lose power because you don't hold all of their trust. And they can't be having that. And so going back to the misinformation, I want to show you guys a uh, the misinformation that CNN promulgated within two months. Okay? So let's... So let's go to... I want to play the tape here with Leanna Wen over at CNN. Let's play the clip. But it should shift to an individual responsibility by oh, the family. Me. Make sure that you're wearing a, um, a mask, even though it's outdoors, if there are lots of people packed around you wearing a three-ply surgical mask, don't wear a cloth mask. Cloth masks are little more than facial decorations. There's no place for them in light of Omicron. And so wear a high-quality mask, at least a three-ply surgical mask. So the science has changed. Responsibility should shift from a government mandate imposed from the state or the local district of the school. Rather, it should shift to an individual responsibility by the family. That's that's within less than a four-week time period. Nothing's changed. There's Nothing's changed from there's new debt. There's nothing uh, that's changed in the new data that has come across. You know what's changed? It's their polling. It's And what you can see there is that's their misinformation. But because it's they're in charge of the narrative, when I mean they, let's be specific here, tech companies, they all lean left. Those tech companies are they take the the talking points from left leaving governors and president and they promulgate it only they can change it but when you question like Joe Rogan and you say you know what I don't know if I agree with that and let's say somebody does give an opinion that's actually wrong they have a right to say it because in the court of free speech 
truth, the thought is that it will prevail. Because we live in a society where facts and data are at our disposal. If someone says something, you can look it up and cross-examine every answer, uh, depending on, obviously, if you're going to look it up from a fact-based source, from CNN. If CNN, Fox, and MSNBC are giving the same data points or the same sources, excluding the opinion pieces, we here in America have the ability to go look and see if somebody is right. But you know why they don't want you to have your own thoughts, have your own opinions? Because they think you're stupid. That's what it really comes down to. I have friends that have never been political before. But the masking of the children was like their last straw. And they've probably voted. They probably voted for Barack Obama twice. Maybe they even voted for Hillary Clinton and didn't vote for Joe Biden. Or maybe they did vote for Joe Biden. But you can still be whatever party affiliation that you're a part of and still think for yourself and say, you know what, I'm an issues voter, but I'm a registered Democrat. That's fine. But the point is, is if you don't think like them, they're going to cancel you, just like as they're doing with Joe Rogan. To take a step back real quick, we live in that culture right now. Right now, where you're at, what, at your job, at your, at your friends group, your family, on social media, if you have an, an opinion on whatever topic, and you want to push back against the grain, there's a good chance you're going to get canceled. That is a microcosm of you can't speak out against a mainstream ideology. Only the CNNs, only the MSNBCs, only on the left side are they allowed to pivot, and they're doing it now. Only in deep blue California, where you just saw Eric Garcetti, the mayor of of LA and Governor Gavin Newsom and and Mayor London Breed at the LA Rams championship game against the 49ers last weekend. All cities have these mask mandates, but they're taking photos with a 60-year-old obese HIV positive Magic Johnson who's an African American male. African American males by the way are more likely to die from COVID-19. But it's because they're the specials. They know better than you. They think you're too stupid to think for yourself. And just recently, LA, or excuse me, California, Oregon, New Jersey, they've all recently just said, well, I think it's time to lift up these mask mandates because there's new science. There's no new science. There's new polling. And so I'm telling you, it is okay to engage in questions like I showed you on my Instagram where that court of discussion of intellectual honesty, he agreed with me, he disagreed with me, I showed him why I thought the way I did, and maybe he's going to go back and talk to friends and say, look, this is what I actually found outside of my own echo chamber. As a conservative, I'm in California. I'm in liberal California. My thoughts get challenged every day. Anytime I have an idea, like putting this podcast together, talking to my neighbors who are all liberals and my coworkers, I had to cross-examine my thoughts. But I had to do so privately. This podcast, I can't go put it out on my Facebook right now. 
because people aren't going to like what I have to say. How many of you guys have already have lost friends or family or people don't want to talk to you because you decided to speak out and say, I don't know if I agree with that. Well, they'd label you misinformation. Coming up next, Joe Biden hands out crack pipes and a Chinese-American Olympian renounces her citizenship. This is On My Mind with Ray Perez. Come back to me. Hey guys, welcome, welcome. Thanks so much for tuning in. I appreciate you guys tuning in and ear hustling me. If you guys also want to follow me, if this is the audio version, if you're listening to the audio version on Apple iTunes, you can find me on Apple iTunes on my mind with Ray Perez. If you want some eye candy, you can follow me on YouTube on my mind with Ray Perez and also give me a follow on Twitter, it's Ray Perez. Uh, I want to get your thoughts. Give me your feedback, what your thoughts are. Send me a direct message or tweet me. I'd love to hear from you. But I want to get to this story. You know what? I, I, I wish it was a joke, but it's not a joke. Joe Biden hands out crack pipes. But uh, Jen Psaki of the White House, she tried backpedaling and tried maneuvering around this story. But I want to share it with you uh, anyways. Jack but Jack. Baduin over at Fox 4 writes, Biden admin denies program for drug addicts, including free crack pipes. The Biden administration said Wednesday that crack pipes are not included in a safe smoking kit. Uh, and so, excuse me. Uh, okay, yeah, so according to the Washington Free Beacon, a spokesperson for the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services said that it will supply smoking kits for users to smoke illicit substances such as crystal methamphetamine and crack cocaine. To limit infections among drug, amongst drug users, the Biden administration created a $30 million grant program through the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration for nonprofits to buy equipment and supplies to enhance harm reduction and efforts. Examples of which list infections, disease testing kits, condoms, syringes, and safe smoking kit supplies. Yes, that's right. Let's get crack addicts off the crack by giving them more crack. Doesn't matter if you softly give them the crack pipe or if you wrap it in a Christmas present. They're still on crack. If you've never taken a stroll in San Francisco over the last two years, like I like let me back up real quick. I used to be an Uber driver in San Francisco for a combined three years. There'd be times where I'd be driving down Chinatown and I'd see a guy doing push-ups. I pick up my passenger, I go around the block, and the guy that was doing push-ups had a syringe in his arm and would inject himself with whatever venom he's gonna put in. San Francisco has handed out almost 100,000, almost 200,000, excuse me, 200,000 needles and almost only 100,000 are, are given back. Oh, yeah, let's really give them more needles because we need more people with more venom in their heads, in their bodies, in their, neuros, in their nervous system. 
isn't the point to give to help people get up off the streets to get them clean? Being gentle with them, saying, I'm gonna give you a nice clean pipe in your safe space over safe space safe space over there. That's not that's not compassion. What the hell? And they're getting away with it. I want to show you. I want to show you Michael Schellenberger on Twitter. He actually wrote a book called San Francisco. I want to show you um, an interview that he did. Let's play the from, tape. Uh, where are you from? Uh, Louisiana, Texas area. How long have you been in San Francisco? Since uh, June. If you're going to be homeless, it's pretty fucking easy here. I mean, if we're going to be realistic, they pay you to be homeless here. When you said that San Francisco pays people to be homeless, what did you mean by that? <laughs> you mean that literally? Yeah. I mean, I get 620 bucks a month, dude. From yeah, general money. assistance? Yeah. Or what'd you get? How was that hard to get? Fucking phone call, bro. A wow. fucking phone call. 200 food stamps and 620 bucks cash a month. Wow. Forget about it. Why wouldn't I do it? So, and he continues here. He goes, it's reasonable to ask whether I'm seeking out outliers. But I met James five minutes after parking my car, and he was the first person I interviewed. And Ben below was my fourth person we interviewed after 20 minutes on the streets doing interviews. If you're listening to the audio version, he, Michael Schellenberger, Dr. Mike, Michael Schellenberger, MD, is recording different homeless people that he sees on the streets. He continues, people are surprised by these interviews because much of what we've read is propaganda put forward by activists with an agenda and reporters who are also ideological, but also lazy and too scared to ask direct questions of the street uh, of the street people. I interviewed hundreds of homeless people for San Francisco using the same friendly methods I used during 33, 33 years of interviewing people in war zones. I'm friendly, respectful, and direct. And he says, watch James open up about rape, fentanyl, fentanyl, death, and hot sellers market for used Narcan vials. Okay, I wrote a piece the other day. I wrote a piece the other day that, that read, California has major problems and they can be solved. And I was asked in that Instagram conversation, well, what are Republicans conservatives what are they proposing you guys are so so much against these you know not handing out free needles clean free needles or the safe injection sites to help them and prevent them from transmitting disease okay but there's problems with that the first problem is yeah you may be preventing them from transmiss transmitting hiv and other diseases but what good does that do is when they're done injecting themselves they go down the street comatose because they can't function from from the venom you pump in their that you help them pump in their veins to being comatose and they're crapping all over the streets with feces and urine and there's many of them are still using their needles from anywhere else and they're dumping them on the sidewalk where do you think that feces goes that urine goes it just doesn't disappear in the ether for being such big you know uh, uh, environmentalists that feces and urine goes into the water that we drink and it affects the food that we eat. And then you ask about propositions. What are we doing? Well, with the giga majority that you see in California, giga majority meaning Democrats have a giga majority 
anything that Republicans put forth, Republicans don't even have to show up to work. All 19 of them in the assembly, all 19 of them can stay home, not even come to work, and all of their bills will be opposed. All of the Republican bills will be thrown in the trash, and all Democrat bills will be passed. The way how you vote matters. The way how you think of things at the local level objectively matters. I wrote, in 2019, then-Senator John Morlack, this is on Medium, in 2019, then-Senator John Morlack, Republican, proposed a bill that would have allowed health officials to intervene and treat very severely mentally ill homeless people who are unable to help themselves. California Democrats ended up voting no on the said bill. Instead, Democrats have resorted to handing out 4.5 million needles, needlessly continuing the vicious cycle of drug use that, direct, that directly led to over 10,000 overdose deaths. As, Laura, as Laurel Rosenthal at CalMatters wrote, Democrats who hold all the chairmanships because of the party's mega majority in the legislature flex their muscle not only to bury GOP legislation, but also silently sideline bills by fellow Democrats that might seem embarrassing to publicly vote down. So these are ridiculous bills. That means that there's more ridiculous bills that you're not seeing. This ridiculous bill that actually came from the White House that wasn't controlled by the legislature, you actually got to see it. That means that there's more. And if you want to see these bills, maybe you should start changing the way you vote. Because the way how majority of Californians vote, you're going to get more homeless comatose on the streets. You're going to get more drug needles in the arms of 18, 19, 30-year-olds. You're also, like James that you saw with Dr. Schellenberger, you're going to see more of them coming in from Texas because we're enabling them. We're telling them that you can come here to California, give you $640 a month, stick a needle in your arm that you're giving for free, and chill out on the sidewalk while little children step over you to get to school. Take a quick break. Catch our breath. We're going to come back to a Chinese-American that renounced her citizenship. This is On My Mind, and I'm, Ray, and I'm Ray Perez. Hey, welcome, welcome. Thanks so much for tuning in. I appreciate you guys listening to On My Mind. I'm Ray Perez. Feel free to give me a follow on Twitter at It's Ray Perez. If you want to ear hustle me, I am on Apple Podcasts. Give me a follow or anywhere else that you listen to podcasts. Also, if you are listening to me on Apple Podcasts, feel free to get some eye candy on YouTube at On My Mind with Ray Perez. I want to get to it. According to Yahoo News... Yahoo News, <clears throat> uh, Graham Massey writes, Winter Olympian Eileen Gu dodges questions on whether she renounced U.S. citizenship for China. Olympian superstar Eileen Gu dodged questions about whether she renounced her U.S. citizenship after securing a gold medal for China in Beijing. Gu 18 was pressed on the issue and avoided answering after she dramatically won the women's big air freestyle skiing competition for the, for the host nation. The San Francisco native, ah, that explains it. 
the San Francisco native, who has a Chinese mother and American father, learned to ski on the slopes of Tahoe, but announced her competitive allegiance to China in 2019 at the age of just 15. Hmm, strange, 15. Oh, yeah, because she, she can just, she knows, she can think for herself. She knows what's right or wrong, right? And I'm assuming between five and between the ages of 15 and 19, I'm assuming that she's probably indoctrinated, but I regress. The International Olympia, Olympic Committee requires athletes to hold passports for the countries they compete for, and China does not recognize dual nationality. But at age 15, U.S. US law means that she would not have been able to relinquish her American citizenship, which State Department says can only be done after 16. One of the main sponsors, Red Bull, wrote on their website that Gu had given up her U.S. citizenship before taking the passage, before taking the passage down. So, you know, I I do have I'm conflicted about this, and I had to put some thought into it because my family is my dad's family. They're from the island of Guam, and I actually go there quite often. I just came back just a month ago. And I spent all my summers there, and I claim the island of Guam um, as if my paternal grandparents were, that they were born there. But the island of Guam is an American territory, so I'm still considered an American. If I were to hypothetically be an, an Olympian athlete, even if I wanted to claim Guam, I'd still be an American, right? But the difference here is that she is, and and I get, like, I understand where she's, what, what angle she's trying to pitch that, Oh, I'm just happy about my heritage and I'm trying to represent my heritage. And the same thing goes back to Mike Piazza in 2006, uh, 2006, former Met and Dodger. When he played at the World Baseball Classic, he played for Team Italy. And then later on, he became a manager for Team Italy. But actually, he ended up moving to Italy. His main residence was Italy and he lived part time in Florida. But the difference between Italy and China right now is that Italy is not an oppressive regime. There's a report that says, quote, Human Rights Watch found that in China, in the Chinese government, 2020 national civil service job list, 11% of the postings specify a preference or requirement for men and men only. According to the World Economic Forum, China's gender parity ranking in 2019 fell for the 11th consecutive year, leaving China in 106th place out of 153 counties surveyed in 2008. China had ranked 57. After China ended the one-child policy and began to allow couples to have two children in late 2015, working women in China have increasingly faced pregnancy-related discrimination. So you may be doing it for your culture, but then you also have to ask if you have to renounce your American citizenship, an American citizenship that allowed you to get an education, that allowed you to work, that allowed you to compete, that actually allows you to go to college, college where majority of women get a college degree more than men, you're renouncing that citizenship because your bloodline comes from China? All right. Like, I'm half Mexican, and my great-grandmother who raised me is from Jalisco, Mexico. Now, I don't like how the Mexican government treats its people. I don't like the fact how the Mexican government does next to nothing with the cartel. 
was having a conversation with a friend of mine a couple months ago, and he made the case that instead of invading Iraq, we should have used the same type of troops and gone into Mexico and taken out the cartel. I specifically, I specifically bring this up because currently right now we have all these immigrants coming in at the border and these immigrants, there are, there are some human traffickers. There are some, uh, there are, there are some cartels, of course, but these immigrants that are at the border that are either coming from Mexico, they're coming from Guatemala, that are coming from Nicaragua, wherever they're coming from, they're escaping a government that isn't taking care of them but I can still be proud of my Mexican heritage. But it doesn't mean that I have to be proud of the Mexican government. And that's where, I, I to a point, I, I, almost, I almost sympathize with her. But if it meant that I had to renounce my citizenship, hard pass, bro. I mean, even on the left, even if you think that there is institutional racism or whatever you think is wrong in the United States. You live in a country where you have a platform to make a difference as you please. We live in a country where you can turn on TikTok and your videos can go viral. And if you produce good content, you can start making money for yourself. We live in a country where majority of women get college degrees over men. Now, again, I can be proud of my Mexican culture and the music and the language and the, the you know, my Catholicism and my family or, you know, how we're very family oriented. I can be proud of all of that, but that doesn't mean that I can be proud of the government. And when it comes to the Olympics and you're weighing how bad the government is treating its own people, where you're going to renounce a government that's taking care of you, when I mean taking care of you, that means giving you opportunities. That's strange. I want to take it to the tweets, guys. I appreciate you guys tuning in. I want to take it to the I want to take it to the tweets. And my friend Cynthia asked me a question. Actually, I have a friend of mine who actually appeared on the show, and her question to me was, if you were helping someone getting started and making a difference in politics, what would you tell them and advise them to do? Well, the first thing that I told that I would tell them, number one, is it's always good to get up off your couch. That's number one. Number two is I would try, I would try your best to get involved in your local party, Republican or Democrat, socialist, libertarian, whatever you are. Find a group that actually believes and has the same principles and views that you do. That's a start. And I would also tell you that that group that you're going to be in, that for the most part, you guys believe in the same thing, you have the same principles, you have the same values, you're still going to be some form of disagreement. There's going to be shades of disagreement. But that's a microcosm of, of the United States. You're not going to agree on everything. But first, it's important that you're a part of that group. From that group, you're going to meet new people. You're going to exchange ideas. You're going to challenge your ideas. And that's where you start getting involved in candidates. You're going to find candidates that you like. You're going to find issues that you're going to get behind. And you only do that by starting with the local central committee. Whatever city that you're in, Google, I don't know, San Diego Republican Party or Los Angeles Democrat Party or Tempe, Arizona Republican Party, whatever. Get involved. But I'm going to tell you, politics is a grind. 
It, it can gnaw at you. Don't forget to take a break. And it's not for everybody. Maybe you want to go in through an election in through an election cycle. That's fine. Those are probably the best type of people. The best type of people are probably that come in once in a while and leave and rejuvenate. And that's great. And there are some people like like myself, like my friend Cynthia Cynthia, Cynthia Cowie. We it's part of our diet, the political diet. We want to know what's going on. There's a variety of those people, and there's always there is always a spot for you. It can also be make friends. Maybe you just want to help a specific candidate. But the best thing that I can also tell you is do your homework and not only just in your own echo chamber, challenge your views and your ideas. Talk to other people. Engage with people on the opposite end of the aisle. Engage with people in your own party that you disagree with because that is how you're going to gain more knowledge and understanding of what's happening around you. Guys, I appreciate you guys tuning in. I'm Ray Perez, and this is On My Mind. Have a good night.